if people just listen to the TEDx talk, I talk about this moment where, where my wife confronted me and, you know, I was positioned, it's like, what would our life look like if we were co-parenting? We weren't together any longer. You know, what, what would, you know, that's the direction we have to go because this home that we've created is not a, the life that I want to give to our girls. And that was, it was tough. And she did by asking me one question. Like she, this, this is the question that rocked everything and changed the trajectory of my life forever. And I, I invite people that hear this question right now, make your own version of this. Maybe this question will maybe actually apply to you. But my, my wife asked me, she said, Di, are you being the type of man that you'd want to marry your daughters? Hi, everybody. Welcome back to The Pursuit. I'm your host, Ben Spangle. So excited to have you with the show. You know, here we're in the pursuit of helping you getting your best body, mind, spirit, and life. And today, I am so excited for you to hear from our guest, Di Manuel. Di is, by the way, he's the author of his book, uh, Di Manuel's Whole Life Fitness Manifesto. And I have to tell you, you know what our show is all about, but it says right at the bottom of the book for a healthier body, mind, and spirit. So we're hearing from someone that knows what he's talking about. He's uh, he's a lifestyle mentor and fitness coach, had built a phenomenally successful business in the fitness equipment realm uh, a while back and transitioned out of that. Anyways, he's just become a recent friend of mine. And I got to tell you guys, we have so many directions we could take this, but you're going to love hearing from Di today. Di, good to have you, man. Welcome to the show. Ben, thank you for that introduction for one thing. And uh, I love your energy because energy begets energy. And uh, man, you you make it fun already. I'm like, holy smokes, we're only a minute in and I'm already feeling jacked. So uh, thank Good. you for that. And uh, and I appreciate also the, the fact that you've put this platform together for yourself. You know, like I know there's, we all feel like there's a story inside of us, but more importantly, there's a there's a, an opportunity to make an impact, yes. make a difference. And, yeah. and, and a lot of us don't, ever act on that impulse, you know, and and to see you acting on it and continue to act on it both professionally and now also on this new venture. Hey man, it inspires me. So uh, I'm just excited to be here. This is great. Thank you, brother. I know that's a big part of your message too, is community and and unity and bringing people together. um, As I'm reading your book here, which I love your book, by the way, um, is I know that's a huge part of your life. So it uh, it's great to have you, man. Really great to have you. Um, I, I got so many things I want to talk to you about. I know we had a great conversation <laughs> last week there, um, but but I want to jump in a little bit so people get to know you because I think that's important. So if you want to give us a quick, who is Di Manuel? Tell us a bit of your story, and then we'll jump into some topics I got. <laughs> All right. Well, let me give you just the the quick rundown about who I am right now. Yes. Right. Like right now, today, present moment. Uh, I'm a dad, uh, first and foremost, you know, I've got two beautiful daughters. They're, they're well, soon to be 17 and 19, which yeah. I'm like, what the heck? Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, like, cause they're little humans now, right? Like adults. And uh, so that, that's been fun. It's been one of the best adventures of my life. And it continues to, to, to keep me feeling fulfilled and, and excited about what's going to happen tomorrow, you know? Right. And, uh, but I've also been dating my wife, uh, Christy. Now we're going on almost 23 years. Amazing. And uh, I did say dating my wife and I caught probably it. want to talk about that in a little bit, but uh, you know, th- that's, that's a big part of my life right there, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and then outside of that, you know, when I talk about myself is I, I'm just somebody that I really feel drawn to making an impact in this world. Hmm. And, and I've always chased that. You know, I've wanted to show up. I've wanted to support people, but especially for more of a mentorship place, mm-hmm. you know, and that, that because I tend to work with people that want to experience or are working through maybe similar challenges that I've already myself worked through mm-hmm. or 
am actively working through, you right. know? Yeah, and, yeah. and, and so that's what I do. I show up in lots of different ways, lots of different capacities, but at the end of the day, I'm just here to help people get out of their own way and have a little bit more fun, you know? Cool. And uh, so that's me. That's a snapshot of me. I, I didn't go into a lot of the backstory, but uh, I know that will probably come out in the conversation. So. Yes. Yes. So let's, uh, let's jump right in because we got lots to talk about. One of the things oh. we were talking about last week actually was this idea that I just, I'm so in love with is that what you teach and coach people on is reverse engineering the life you want, but which lots of people talk about that. But the next piece is what was missing. I think for most people in this space is create it now. Mm-hmm. So I think where a lot of goal setting, if you will, is, you know, reverse engineer, create the picture, but it's some distant future. So can you talk more about that? Sure. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, it all starts with a vision, right? Or a dream mm-hmm. or, I mean, there's lots of different, yeah, there's a whole lexicon of ways to describe it. But at the end of the day, it's it's that inner desire to, to want to go a certain direction, to want to achieve a certain thing, to want to feel and experience a, a, a certain way of being, you know? And the clearer we are with the vision just gives us that confidence that we need, that that we were, well, you know, this is the direction I have to start my, my journey in. You know, because without clarity, you know, you're not going to have very much confidence and nope. without confidence, I mean, trying to figure out what to do next is really, really hard. Mm-hmm. And so this whole idea of getting crystal clear on the life that you want or the business that you want, or, and mm-hmm. really it's all encompassing, you know, like is, yeah. the person you want to be. Yeah. And as you're reverse engineering, really starting to think, okay, well, what's the path I need to follow to get there? Mm. You start to identify certain traits or characteristics, maybe skill sets that maybe you don't have right now, but you know, that vision is going to be dependent on, mm. you know, like for yourself, you've had extreme success, uh, not by accident. You've worked mm. really hard to learn the skills that you have and to be able to apply it, especially in the financial space, you know, financial industry and investments and, and also how to protect wealth and create, mm-hmm. you know, long-term wealth, not a like generational wealth. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that's your sweet spot, right? You do that for people all the time. Now you bring people into the business and you help them do that for others. And mm-hmm. like you're making an impact and that's, it's, it's transforming not just one life, but we're talking about an entire lineage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the, the impact is immense. Right. And so when you look at your own vision, like it's easy to get caught up in our own ideas about who I am and what I need, but it's also thinking like, how is this going to affect everybody else? Mm. Right. Because I think that's that fulfillment piece that often we're, we're feeling drawn to, you know, is this idea, can I make a mark on this world? So when I do check out at some point in time, I can honestly be there and say, you know what, I'm leaving this place better than it was when I got here. Yeah. You know, and, and yeah. that, that's what keeps me going, you know, and it keeps yeah. me on task. But here's the thing, you got to start acting and doing a lot of the things that's in that vision. Right. Otherwise, like, I mean, what you just, how's it going to happen? You know, yeah. like, yeah, yeah. Um, I think I, I would equate this to like people that want to do an Ironman, right? Like that's my vision. I, my goal is to do an Ironman. Great. Do you realize the distance is there? I mean, that's, you're running a full marathon. Do you ever run a marathon, a half marathon? How about a 5k? Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> okay. What about the biking? What about this? One? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. we got to reverse engineer, but we also recognize where's the weaknesses or the blind spots that need to be worked on. So you got to start doing things right now. Yeah. Especially if you got a timeline, right? right. Oh right. yeah. It's 12 months to that Ironman. I've never done anything like that. Yeah. You got to start following and being. And yeah. uh, so that's sort of what I mean by that. And obviously yeah. if we want to talk about specifics, I can give you some more examples, but sure. in general terms, that's sort of the 10,000 foot view. 
I think that's super important too, because I think if uh, in everybody listening, most people are, they're into goal setting. I'm sure most of you guys have a vision even written down too, but when, when we do have a vision of this is my life, this is who I want to be. This is the life I want to have because at times the big picture can seem like it's so far away. I think it, I know you're a big fan of Darren Hardy and probably, mm-hmm. probably a slight edge Jeff Olson too, but, but just the idea of that, because it seems so far away, it sometimes it seems like today doesn't matter or <laughs> what I'm doing today doesn't. And I think what you're talking about is that, well, Hey, listen, if we're going to turn vision to reality, creating it now is what's the next step and mm-hmm. let's get engaged in it. You know, what's really cool about it, what you just said. I love that. I love how you just frame that up. And uh, it, it kind of reminds me, like, I, I remember I was, um, working with this young guy and, uh, you know, he had certain health goals that he wanted to achieve. Mm. And, uh, I, I was, he was really having a hard time just doing what was needing to be done. Right. Like just really challenged to just do it. Like procrastination was definitely the, the, the preferred choice. Right. It's like, I know I got to do all this other stuff. I know I said it's kind of important, but nah, I'm going to watch Netflix instead, or I'm going to do these other things. And, sure. and, but sometimes it's reminding ourselves like what, what's the benefit now? by starting to do some of those things. Like, is there a positive adaptation that can be achieved or experienced right now? Right. And so it was a matter of trying to tie in that instant gratification from doing the thing mm. that you know is part of that long-term plan. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's not necessarily the easiest things to figure out, but once you figure it out, it, it just, it removes a lot of blocks mm-hmm. to, and, it, and it creates that opportunity for flow. And it just, keep doing what you're doing, you know, because you're getting that instant feedback. And, and I know it, it's tough at, at the start, right. For some yeah. of us to, to just get started, but it is so critical, you know, yeah. the cliche, when every journey starts with a single step, right? Like, <laughs> but it actually started with the idea to go yes. on the journey. Right? It does. Yeah. And then a choice to actually do it. And then you take the step. So right. uh, yeah. Anyways, I know we're on the same page here. Yep. I think it's so awesome. Uh, by the way, everybody, I, I'm not sure how much we'll cover from the book today. We may not cover a lot, but I'm reading Dai's book right now. I'm just about done. And you got to pick up a copy of it. It's called Diamond Wells Whole Life Fitness Manifesto. And it really is about your whole life. Obviously, he's got a heavy fitness background, so you'll learn lots of good stuff there. But it's about just creating your whole life fitness. And and I'm reading it right now. And um, you know, I've, uh, I work out. I go to the gym one or two days a week, strength training. That's what I've been doing. And I was telling you before we started recording, but as I'm reading Dai's book, We've been stuck at home. My daughter's been six. We've been stuck at home. So this week I use that as an excuse of, well, I'm not going to the gym. So I just, I didn't work out. And I get to the the spot in the book here. One of the things that I teaches is that all you need to begin is 15 minutes a day, just 15 minutes a day of, of physical activity. And it gives you a bunch of great exercises you could do. So I did my first one and it was awesome. I'm reading it. I was like, okay, man, get your ass off the chair. Let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> oh, and it was so awesome. Good. It was really it. good. It was 15 wow. minutes. I was done. I was, you know, had it at my heart rate up. I was feeling terrific and it's been a great start to the day. So thank you. Yeah. Just so you know, it, uh, it's, it's thank working. You. I know there's lots of other people that probably have done the same thing. So thank for you. everybody listening, you know, whatever stage of fitness you're at, I think this is worthwhile read. So even if you're into the gym every day, give it a read. I think it's an awesome read. You'll get lots of good stuff. Um, just a little plug for you there. Thanks, Ben. Um, I really appreciate that. <laughs> I want to jump into, cause I know we're both into this stuff, uh, yeah. but I want to talk about some life optimization stuff if we can. Sure. So, yeah. um, I know there's tons of strategies we could talk about, but maybe let's talk about a few, some of your top ones mm-hmm. is, uh, let's, let's jump into that. Yeah. Okay. Well, so I, there's something called heart rate variability and I, I harp on this a lot. And, okay. and the only reason is because 
as we age, I mean, things change, man. They just do, right? Like I'm 45 now and, and I'm different than when I was at 25 or even 35. Right. I, I like to actually think that I've improved, you know, like a nice fine wine, you know, yes. like, like yes. but, but it doesn't happen by accident. It, right. it, it took some work, it took some, some, some very specific actions and, and, you know, it's frequency and consistency and, but also having an attachment to, to why I'm doing it. And, um, but what was challenging is, is as we start to age and as our lifestyles shift a little bit, especially, you know, when you were in maybe career building mode or, mm-hmm. you know, it's really easy to put a lot of emphasis and energy and time into that. And, and sometimes we'll put ourselves on the back burner, you know, our own needs. Um, and I hear this a lot, especially from uh, new parents, uh, especially if they're entrepreneurial already or, or, or professionals mm-hmm. and, and, and they have, you know, a fairly heavy schedule already. So something usually gives and it's often their own self-care. Right. HRV, mm-hmm. heart rate variability is something that we can all monitor and you usually need a heart rate monitor or, or a lot of the, the tracking devices. Like I wear an Apple watch and it monitors yep. HRV all the time. Yeah. Um, otherwise, you know, when I, before I had an Apple watch, I just wore a polar telemetry strap. Yeah. You know, you can pick them up for about 70 bucks on Amazon or at the local yeah. running room. Yeah. And that would then sync with a piece of software, an app, Android yeah. or, or Apple or whatever. And when you start to monitor HRV, it gives us an indication of where our nervous system's at. You know, we could be in a heightened state of stress or overwhelm, anxiety. Mm-hmm. And, and our heart rate, this heart rate variability will give us an indication of where we're at from a, a central nervous system standpoint. Mm-hmm. There's also a tie-in to cortisol levels there mm-hmm. and other stress hormones. Mm-hmm. And the biggest thing that it educated and opened my eyes to, because like yourself, I would do strength training a few times a week. Right. And I would do some workouts one day and I'd be like, man, okay, I did this workout last week and it felt so much easier. Mm. I didn't even change anything. I, I kept the, the loading the same, the times, the breaks, like everything. It's basically the same workout I'm doing again. Yeah. But today it feels three times harder what is going on? And then when you get this data point of this HRV, I could see literally when I track it, I'm like, oh man, I'm in like a heightened state of stress right now, which is an indicated that I was under recovered. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm trying to hint at. It's, it's not a matter of us doing the work and going to the gym and working out and exercise and nutrition, but if we're not recovering properly, yeah, we're doing ourselves a disservice because actually any work that we do is going to be well, it's going to be less effective. And and also it affects ourselves mentally because it doesn't feel as enjoyable and as fun. And so even if you were, when you tie this in, and I'm just talking about the fitness component right now, but HRV ties into a lot of things. Like if you're in a heightened state of stress Mm -hmm. and that's happening on the internal, Mm -hmm. we're under recovered. Let's just think you have a really tough call that day. Maybe you've got somebody on your team. Maybe there's a family member, maybe there's an intervention happening, but there's something that's going to require a lot of focus, energy, attention, but probably your best energy. Sure. That kind of decision-making might be better to move to a day where you're in the green zone, meaning that you're not, you're in an optimal state where, you know what, you can turn it on today. You can go to a hundred and you'll be okay. Hmm. You know? And and so it's, it's a way of sort of Mm self-regulating your energy flow and, and be more efficient with that. As soon as I started tracking that and being able to see the trends, it dictates how I train, how long I train. Cool. And the intensity that I train. 
Yeah. And that's what HRV is allowed. I, I got articles on my site that can go into more deep dives on how this works and how to yeah. do it for yourself and, yeah. and how to, to benefit from it. But that's really just sort of a, a quick snapshot. And, and it's something I invite anybody and everybody can start doing. It's yes. accessible. Yeah. And uh, it's like the self-diagnostics we have in these fancy cars nowadays, right? A little light pops up. Oh, I need to get a, you know, a maintenance call. Yeah. Oh, the HRV is going to give you an idea. It's like, oh, you know what? Today I was going to go to the gym and crush out some Olympic lifting. You know what? I'm just going to go do an active recovery, nice, easy row on the rowing machine instead. Hmm. Because that's the kind of workout I need to. I need more of an active recovery style workout. I don't need a high intensity tax my nervous system workout. I'm so glad you're talking about this. Um, HRV. I, I wear an aura ring, so I track mine. Oh, and it's, it's it's the one thing of all the stuff, I do watch it, but the truth is I didn't know as much about it as you just described. So I'm mm. great to know that because my I've been like two thirds of my bar for the last month. So something I got to work on there to, to do that. So that brings me to my next question as we're talking about this. Give us some tactical, tactical stuff. So one thing you just said was, okay, you pay attention to it. It's low. Now's not the time for a taxing workout. Yes. What are some other things performance-wise we can do to have a better score, if you will, or improve it. Yeah, well, that's great. You know, um, what, now here's a fun thing that you can do is like, let's just say you find yourself in this heightened state, right? And your HRV rating is like in the red zone or the amber zone. It depends on the app. Why I'm using these terms is like, I can throw numbers out there, but the numbers don't really mean anything sure. depending on the, the tool that's monitoring you. Right. But most of the time, what I'm saying is if you're in a good, healthy place, the optimal zone, you can push go <laughs> and you can go pretty good, you know, yeah. because you know that you have the ability and, and uh, the nervous system can handle that, that loading, that stress. Now, when we look at stress, especially like cortisol, and, and this is really interesting because, you know, I, I was somebody that, that, oh man, I wore the term busy, like a badge of honor. Mm. You know, like that was, that, I loved it. It was like, oh, how you doing? I'm super busy. Like it meant something really cool or something, you know, like mm -hmm. it, it meant to be respected. Like I'm somebody that's a mover and a shaker and, yeah. you know, it's all, it was very much living in my ego. Right. It, and, it is, yeah. and, uh, and I wore that badge of honor, man. And it, to the point where I got to a place where I was burnt out mm. and I mean, full burnt out. And to the point where I didn't realize at the time that I had an autoimmune disease mm. and my autoimmune disease is chronic. So it's always there. Mm. But when I get into a heightened state of stress and I'm under recovered, Mm -hmm. burnout happened in a big way and my immune system crashed and I needed to be hospitalized like, wow. like for a week, like wow. crazy. Right. Like yeah. really when I think about it, I'm like, man, that was nuts. And, yeah. but I didn't know, I didn't know how to monitor. I didn't know what was going on. I just believed, just go suck it up, buttercup, just go, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. you know, don't cry about this. Just do it, do the work. And, and I realized it just doesn't work that way. Yeah. And so I really started to look at active ways to, to recover and, and recharge at the same time. Yes. Meditation yep. and breath work techniques are yep. huge. Okay. Wim Hof method. Amazing. He's got Love a nap it. out there. Check it yeah. out. Yeah. He, he's, and he's super entertaining too. To listen he is. And watch. Yeah. But, but ice plunges. Great. You know, cold yeah. showers, another great benefit. It's also yeah. been tied into longevity. So yes. if you're, you know, and they've tied into to life expectancy can be improved through those techniques as well. And, and so those are a couple ones, you know, there's a, the, the more traditional ones that are almost cliche today is like journal, right? Yeah. Journal, just organize your thoughts. Yeah. Um, but, but I like doing things that I can see makes an instant uh, uh, improvement. And that's where the breath work, like as an experiment, next time you find yourself in HRV, and this goes for anybody monitoring, if your HRV is in that like red or amber zone, mm. go have a cold shower after. Hmm. Or go do, you know, 10, 15 minutes of, of guided breath work. Mm -hmm. then monitor your HRV again. 
and, and you watch, there'll be an improvement. It's like, it's that quick, you know? That's and awesome. it's like, I mean, think about it, right? It almost makes sense. It's like, think about the last time you lost your noodle over something, right? Like you just lost, you're cool. Maybe it was a bombastic reaction to losing a temper, but it, you think about it in those moments, if you can catch yourself in that moment, take a step back, take a few deep breaths, really yeah. focusing on a slow, long exhale, you know, you usually feel better, at least a little bit better to the point where the emotions calm down a bit. Like that is what I'm talking about exactly right now, you know, is, is now learning how to do that on a more internalized level, but also be able to reap the benefits right then and there, you know? Cool. Yeah. So awesome. So awesome. I know we've been talking about it on the show for a long time, everybody, meditation, journaling, we've been talking about it. If you, if you follow me on social media, you know I'm all about cold therapy too. So it's great to hear this stuff. Oh, I, and you know what, Ben? Let yes. me tell you this too, because I know there'll be some guys out there that are thinking, okay, well, you know, tell me something else of why I really want to start monitoring HRV. Yeah. Well, so this is the cortisol tie-in. If you're a guy that has that little extra section of weight right around the midriff, mm. You know, and it's like, yeah, I've got a great two pack or a four pack, right? Like, and it's just this one little layer there. That's usually a sign that you're not regulating cortisol very well. Really? You know, it's usually you may have a little extra stress. You're not recovering well, but there's something that's not functioning optimally. Hmm. When I really dialed this in, and it was like, uh, I guess about seven months ago now, I, I came to a moment where I was like, you know, the first six months of last year were very full. I had a lot of stuff happening. I did my TEDx talk. Like it was just, there was lots of stuff going on, but I also had a hernia operation. Mm -hmm. So I was coming back from that and I just sort of unplugged from my ritualistic lifestyle, my routines, the things that I knew if I did regularly, good things happen. Right. Stop doing those. And things just compounded to the point where come July, like just before Canada Day, I was like feeling just depressed, mm. sad even. Mm -hmm upset about myself because all the things that I knew that used to provide me with that instant um, elevation of, of, of joy, you yes. know, of happiness, of fulfillment, yep. I wasn't doing any of them. And I also got this section around my midriff. Like I, it was like everywhere else I looked fit, but you know, if I take my shirt off, you'd be like, Whoa, there's a very defined there, you know, like the love handles and the, the midsection. Hmm. And I was like, okay, well, I got to start getting back to basics, monitoring HRV, breath work, <laughs> going for walks every day, you know, listening mm -hmm. to positive messages, like color, controlling positive inputs. So listen to great podcasts like this one as an example, mm -hmm. you know, like yeah. a, a great yeah. TED talk, read a good book, but controlling right. the inputs because uh, it does affect our outputs. Totally. And, and literally within six months, gone. Wow. Like, like, and I'm now actually fitter and healthier than I've ever been in my life. Yeah. But it, in a six months yeah. of just doing the right stuff. Like that's it. I love so, it. Anybody listening to this, like guys, especially if you're there and you're carrying around that midriff, start monitoring your HRV. <laughs> Man, yeah. that's yeah. so good. I'm so, you know, to be honest, like I, I check it every day on, on my app. But yeah. uh, the thing is, is that I didn't know enough about it and I didn't do any research into it. That's my bad. Um, but what's funny is what you just described, like I'm decently fit, but that's exactly it. And so I can't wait to go and apply some of this and nice. report back to you the next three to six months, just a couple can't of months of HRV. Yes. Um, I think that's, that's really good stuff there. Okay. That's uh, no one on our show has ever talked about that. Um, good. So well, I'm glad I could, glad I could help. <laughs> by the way, everybody, if you're, if you're just listening, some of you guys are watching this on YouTube, but if you're just listening, like die walks his talk, go follow him on social media on Instagram there. You'll see he's shredded. He's just like jacked and shredded. So it, what he's talking about works. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate that. 
Um, amazing. So HRV stuff, we got a whole bunch of different things you can start incorporating. And one of the things I love about what you just talked about, other than, you know, some kind of uh, device that's going to measure it. I mean, it's not a lot of money to get one of these things, whatever yeah. it is. Um, but all the strategies to improve it are free. Meditation, yeah. free. Breath, Wim Hof's app, free. It gives you guided breath work there for free. And there's a whole bunch on YouTube stuff too. Cold showers, free. Journaling, <laughs> that's right. You, know, you need a notebook, but that's about it. Yeah. So, I mean, all these podcasts are free. I mean, it's just amazing. So I, I think today, one of the things that I've been thinking a lot about is that I think today, I think it's actually easier than ever to get the life that we want and become who we want to mm -hmm. be just because so much is prevalent, accessible and free. Yes. But in some ways, there's so much information coming at us. And, you know, a lot of the times we think that there's something external or I need this or I need this program or whatever it might be. A lot of it boils down to stuff that, you know, is, is pretty simple to do. So anyways, thank you for that stuff. Um, oh, my pleasure. Thank you. So good there. So good. Uh, so that's some life optimization stuff. And um, one of the things I know you're about as I'm reading your book and our conversation too is this idea of, of fulfillment and connecting to essentially really why, right? Making mm. your decisions in alignment with the, the choices or connecting that to why you're doing it. So what do you think are some practical steps if I'm listening right now and maybe my life is a bit stressful and I'm busy and I'm all those things and I'm just not feeling in love with my life? Mm. What are some practical steps to start falling more in love with my life, feeling more fulfillment? Oof. Well, I, I, you remind me of a, a quote, I think it was, was it Nishi that said it? it, was it with a strong enough why you can endure anyhow. Mm -hmm. I always love that because he's right. You know, like if you think about it, when you really are aligned with not only vision, mission and passions, right? The purpose, when all those things come into alignment, it, it almost feels like it, it's a self-perpetuating machine. Right. Like, it's just like, okay, this is just where I go. And I just got to keep going. And, and it, but it feels like you just keep picking up momentum. Mm. It's when we lack the clarity, especially on the truly the, the things that matter most to us, you know, it's this internal integrity bar, if you will, like it, it might become lopsided to one side when we, you know, I'll share a story in a second, but what I'm trying to get at is, is this, these values, these things that we say are very important to us when we don't honor those and when we continuously ignore them or continue to ignore them or turn a blind eye to them and do opposite things that are in complete juxtaposition to those values, mm. we become more and more disconnected mm. more and more. You know, I've heard people refer to it as being feeling like I'm lost, right? Feeling like I'm confused. I don't know what to do or why I'm doing it. I mean, like I don't feel motivated to get out of bed in the morning, you know, like I don't feel excited at work anymore. You know, like even my relationship with my kids feels strained. Like these are all things that I hear frequently. And listen, people are not alone with this. I've been there yeah. many times, okay, at different periods of my life. And, and so it's not a matter of, hey, we can create a life where this never happens. I don't want to be that naive nor ignorant. Like it happens. But what's really cool is that more clear you are on what your values are the things that are non-negotiables in your life. And the more you honor those, the more you develop a natural resiliency to bounce back when you have those moments where things aren't going to plan because hmm. you're going to have them. 
And we all have this ability to develop our own resiliency, the ability to bounce back. So what might have knocked you off your axis for a day, uh, for a week or two, maybe a month. When I've had one, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this one lady, she's like, oh yeah, last time I really felt healthy, well, that was about 12 years ago. And I'm like, woo, <laughs> okay. Well, I'm glad that you can at least remember what it felt like a little bit, right? Right. But, but either way, we develop a resiliency to be able to bounce back. So those breaks or those moments where we unplug from some of those values, we, we come back more quickly, mm-hmm. you know, and back on, on uh, back to that place of feeling good again, much more uh, quickly as well. So it's like the rebound. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, so, so <laughs> I, I said that I had a story about this and, and when I think back to some of the biggest and most challenging moments of my own life, it was me not liking who I saw in the mirror. Mm. You know, like really just every time I would see myself as a reminder of the areas in life I wasn't honoring. And what I mean by this, as you've read my book, I talk about my five values, Mm -hmm. fitness, faith, family, and finances, Mm -hmm. you know, and each has a certain connotation to it. And I always invite people, use your own. I like to use alliteration because it's easy to remember and it sounds kind of neat, (laughs) but the overarching roof of fun. So I'm always talking about this idea of like, build a home, build your life as a house, be an architect, design it. Right. What are the walls? You know, each of my walls are start with an F and there's an overarching roof of fun, but the foundation's health. Mm. Everything's all about health. If I'm not healthy mentally, financially, physically, even spiritually, I've got rocky terrain, that house that I build, that life I build, it's on rocky terrain, you know, that, that, that earthquake comes through a tsunami, it's going down, you know? Mm. And so it's being able to build the resiliency so you can navigate those, those moments or those storms or those accidents that, that will pop up unexpectedly. Mm. And, And so those values, when I was out of alignment with those, I was distracting myself from acknowledging the pain the sadness, the, the discontentment with my own life. And, and my, my substance of choice was alcohol. Mm-hmm. That's what I did. I, I would drink, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I would drink because it would allow me to forget in the moment. It would allow me to, to just push that sadness aside and not worry about it till tomorrow. And then tomorrow would come and, you know, right. I'd go and consume myself with my work. So I didn't right. have to think about all the other areas I didn't feel like, like I felt like I was failing in. And then I get home after that and what do I do? I have a few drinks again. And, and this became just a, a regular pattern. And, mm-hmm. you know, to the point where it just, and I won't talk about it too much today because hopefully people just listen to the TEDx talk. I talk about this moment where, where my w- wife confronted me and, you know, I was positioned. It's like, what would our life look like if we were co-parenting? We weren't together any longer. You know, what, what would, you know, that's the direction we have to go because this home that we've created is not a, the life that I want to give to our girls. Oh. And that was, it was tough. And she did by asking me one question. Like this, this is the question that rocked everything and changed the trajectory of my life forever. And I, I invite people that hear this question right now, make your own version of this. Maybe this question will maybe actually apply to you. But mm-hmm. my, my wife asked me, she said, Di, are you being the type of man that you'd want to marry your daughters? I, I could hear a pin drop, you know, like I could hear my heart rate. Like it was that profound of a moment that just sort of shook me to my core because I started to think about my kids. And at that time they were both under the age of six. And I started thinking about when they get to that point in time, when they want to have a romantic relationship with someone, what kind of person would I want them to end up with? Well, sure of hell wouldn't be somebody like me right now. 
you know, at that time, that's how I felt. I was like, if someone like me acting the way I do role modeling the habits that I have, because I'm the first idea of what it means to be a dad. What does it mean to be a husband? What does it mean to be a man? You know, and I'm speaking as a man who identifies as a man. And, uh, you know, uh, so I, I, I'm, I completely understand there's different perspectives, but I'm talking from my perspective. And, and I was reflective of that. I was like, holy smokes, for, for once I became hyper aware that I was not role modeling the behaviors that I would love my daughters to find in another man or, or, or a woman or a human to be just yeah. precise, you know. Yeah. Um, and that was a real sobering moment, pardon the pun, you know. <laughs> And, and from that moment, I literally made a commitment to my, my wife and my kids that day. Because so I was like, you know what? This is worth fighting for. Like, I'm creating all this, this pain for myself. And I keep perpetuating it because of the habits that I'm reinforcing, as well as my association. And I'll talk about that in a second. But I just made a commitment to them. I was like, I'm going to go one year without drinking. Let's just remove the crutch for one year and see what happens. Sure. And I learned really quickly I had a pretty nasty limp. And what I mean by that is I, I was not very functional with that once I removed the alcohol. And because I had to now own and face all the things I was trying to avoid. Right. And that's where I realized I can't do it on my own. Mm. And it's when I finally, like me being the kind of guy that I am, I used to believe that being vulnerable, asking for help, showing that you want help was a sign of weakness. Mm. You know, expressing my emotions. No, that's not done. That's that's a weakness. That'll be, people will take that and use that against you. Don't mm-hmm. do that. You can't trust people to, to, to honor that stuff. That was my belief. But that's also the kind of people I was hanging out with that were role modeling the same beliefs. Right. So I didn't have any ideas that there was any other different way of doing it. So I went out, found a psychologist, started working with him four or five months, found a relationships counselor for my wife and I to start going to so we can work on our communication. You know, two sessions in, she's like, Christy, you know, I think it's better if Di just comes back on his own. <laughs> so I did, <laughs> you know, so I did and uh, did that for another number of months. But I also started to reconnect with the daily habits that I knew provided me great results right. mentally, emotionally, psychologically, even physically. Right. And I just got back to basics. That one year has now turned into going on 13. Wow. You know, like it's it's turned into a lifestyle. Because I was like, well, geez, after one year, look at everything that I did in just that one year without drinking. It's like, why reintroduce it? Why bother? You know? And, and it was scary because I had to learn new ways of doing stuff. I had to find new associations to support me and for me to support them. Mm. But once I did that, holy smokes, it was like, get out of the way. <laughs> it's also what led to me ultimately transition away from a career of 17 years in a business that I, I helped build. I was... Because I could tell that it wasn't the path for me anymore. That's all. I had right. to make some changes, you know, yeah. and, but it all happened from that one moment. Yeah. So anyways, that's, that's sort of my, my 10 minute amble on that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. First of all, um, I think a lot of people as are listening, we can all relate. And I love, I got to tell you, um, I, I read that part in your book, by the way, about that question that was guiding your life of, is this, am I being the kind of person I want my, my daughter to marry? And last year, as I was working on my vision statement that I would read, one of the affirmations that I had in there is that, you know, today I'm working on being the kind of man that I want my girls to marry. I have two daughters too. So it's cool that... I uh, freaking love that, Ben. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Amazing. And it's a project, man. Sometimes yeah. <laughs> sometimes I slip up for sure. But My um, kids know that. They know that. Like, it's okay. They got to see us being fallible, right? So uh, yeah. it's just part of being a human. It is. Yeah, it totally is. 
Um, yeah, I, uh, man, there's a lot of good stuff in there. <laughs> and I think that the more we start to pay attention to what is it that we really value, as you said, you know, we notice if, if I'm feeling out of love with life, then I, I think what you said is basically we're probably most of the time, a lot of time we're going against our values. Then. Yes. Essentially. Yeah. Cause that's if, exactly right. That's so exactly right. the opposite being true then too, is that the more in alignment I'm doing things with my values, the more I'm in love with life. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that, it makes sense. spot on. It makes sense. So I, I'm curious, cause I know you just went through that story there. Mm -hmm. um, but I think there's probably people listening that are in a job or a career right now, maybe even a business uh, that, mm -hmm. um, that secretly they know this is not what I'm meant to be doing, or this is not what I really want to do, but the fear of making the change. So you went through a massive transition and doing that, like pretty big business you guys had built. Can you give us beyond the story you just shared? What are mm -hmm. some tips on if, if I'm, if that's you listening? Yes, I I've got some actually. And, uh, so there's some questions to ask oneself. So I think we all start to see the signs. Like we can try to ignore it. We can try right. to suppress it, you know, right? right. Like, like avoid acknowledging, you know what? I'm not feeling like this is the path I'm meant to be on anymore. Mm. Like, like we have instincts in us. They're, they're like in our DNA. You can't undo that stuff. Right. But we do get really good at ignoring it and suppressing it, or we listen to other people's opinions <laughs> and, and we start to question our instincts, mm. not trust them. Right. And so I, I like to invite people, if you have any of those sort of inklings, like, this just doesn't feel like it's right anymore, explore it. Mm. And here's some questions that you can use to explore it. The first question, can I do this? Like, it sounds like really simple, right? But can I do this? Can I make the change? And what often that relates to, it's it's the confidence piece, right? We talked about at the beginning, you know, clarity breeds confidence. Confidence helps us just do the actions yes. to, to, to go and do the work, <laughs> you know, to, to make, yep. to facilitate the change. And the more we do it, the more confident we become. That's yep. right. So yep. it's like this self-perpetuating, uh, yep. um, uh, I don't know if I don't know how it answer. It's just, a, it's a process. Right. Yeah. And, and, and so it's a beautiful thing. Once you really start to appreciate that, but see how it actually shows up in your own life, because yeah. it, it does, it makes you feel empowered. But this idea of like, can I do this? Can I make this change? Can I switch careers? Can I leave this business, this industry I've been in for almost two decades, my entire adult life and do something different? Can I do this? Right. And it, it's lack of clarity that prevents us. It's where the fear comes up. It's always easy to think about the doomsday scenario. For sure. But, but it's like, what is the, the, the happy day scenario look like? You know, like what, what is the potential outcome here that, that is the one that ties into that instinct that's saying, hey, there's something yep. more meant for you. Yeah. You know, and it's usually an education piece. It often comes down to learning something new, either about yourself, about a, a potential career, a business opportunity. Like it's, it's self-education. And yep. whether you go and you find a coach or you find a mentor, you do a program, you level up your education, you got to work on the clarity and the confidence piece. So answering the question, can I do this? Can I facilitate a change for myself? Hmm. Because as soon as you get confident on that one, you'll be like, yeah, I can do this. I can go learn how to do something different. I can learn how to, 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 to go and just redesign a new life or a new career, you yeah. know, that fits more maybe in alignment with my values. You know, I, I see this a lot right now. A lot of people are leaving organizations based on the culture. Sure. You know, like, and, and to be fair, a lot of organizations have had their cultures rocked based on the inability to be in person anymore. 
Yeah. You know, going to the digital, it's like, it's yeah. disconnected a lot of people Yeah, as much as we're connected, right? Like it's, so I, I get where people are coming from, but you got to get to a yes on question one before you can go to question two. Mm. So you get question one, can I do this? Now you go to question two. Okay. If I do this, will it work? <laughs> you know, like, and, and I mean, that's a pretty big one too, because it's like, okay, well I go and I start to learn all this stuff and I make these changes, but will it actually produce the results or the life that I want? Yeah. We have to build some clarity around that, some confidence around that. And, and this is where I, I love the internet because you can pretty much find anybody that's done something that you might want to be doing now. Totally. Do you know what I mean? Like, and, and the proof is in the pudding as a cliche says here, you know, like it, it's, if somebody else has done it, why can't I do it too? And we actually on our conversation last week, I think you mentioned, you know, success leaves clues. I think that was what I heard you say to me last week. I love that. And because it's true, right? Like we can see processes and ways that people are doing other things that maybe we want to do too. Well, that can be emulated, you know, maybe. And, and so it, it builds the confidence like, okay, well, if I go do this, will it work? Well, yeah, I think I can see progress. I can see how this could work. Yeah. Good. Now we got confidence on that one too. So yeah. can I do it? Yeah. If I do it, will it work? Yes. Question three, is it worth it? Mm. <laughs> now, <laughs> I know I say, is it worth it? When I'm, when I'm talking to organizations, that makes sense, right? Because we're talking about sort of a, a, a body outside of just ourselves. But when I'm talking about this from my own perspective, or you're wanting to think about it from your own personal perspective, you got to frame the question, am I worth it? Right. Wow. Am I worth the change? Yes. Now that question is not as easy to answer, all right? Because that comes right down to self-belief, mm. underlying beliefs, clarity of values. Like this totally. is gets right back to the conversation we were talking about earlier. And, and it's getting clear on all those things. Yeah. Because if you don't believe that you're worth the change, it's going to be really hard to make the change. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, there is kind of a fourth question that, that's a kind of a follow-up when I think back to how I've applied this process to my own life and changes. The fourth part is, you know, who do I need to be around right. to do this and continue to do this? Right. So that ties into the community piece and, yeah. and, and association and finding others that want similar things, similar values, because when you lock arms with those individuals, uh, trust me, it's a lot more fun and it's way easier to get up on the days when you trip. Yes. You know, cause you got someone there offering a hand. Hey, more. come on here, pat me on the butt, <laughs> yep. get going part two, right. you know, like it's awesome. Right. right? And then, yeah. so that, that is the framework right there. You know, anybody that's considering change of any sorts, any sorts, like yeah. that, those four questions, answer those, work through those. I think it's so great. I mean, the power of questions is amazing yeah. as, and, and, you know, I brought up earlier by journaling, but in a scenario, like we just talked about, I think that's not the question. I think, man, if you were to write that down, mm. can I do this? And then sometimes when you get those thoughts of those limiting thoughts to write down the limiting thoughts too, no judgment with them, but just to write them down. And then you can actually assess, hold on a sec, that doesn't even make sense, but actually to write it down and look at it objectively rather than, um, you know, internalizing it, I think is super yes. important. One, one of the things you said that, that caused me to think about something when people, so you know, the business I'm in, we recruit and train people and we have part-time people that their dream is to leave their job and be able to come be an entrepreneur full-time. And one of the things I think you said that's so true is that we're often thinking of the doomsday scenario or the worst case scenario. And two things I'd like to, you know, kind of say with that. One is it's okay that that question automatically pops in your head, but, but everybody, 
you can use what if this happens in a negative way, but you can also use what if in such a positive way, right? Yes. What, you know, what if, what if I really take off of this and, and whatever it might be, but to start to change the narrative in your mind, to start to change the story and the dialogue you're telling yourself and start to paint a greater picture and the body follows where the mind goes. So, you know, the more you think about the worst case, the less likely you are to act on making change. The more you think about, man, this could be my life, whatever it is you're talking about, the more you'll do it. Such a good distinction, Ben. I love that. And uh, yeah, because I, I remember when I was introduced to this whole idea of fear setting from, um, I think it was, uh, what's his name? Oh my gosh, I'm drawing a blank. Four hour work week. Tim Ferriss. Ferris, yeah. he, he did a TED talk and he talks about fear setting. He talks about stoicism, you know, specifically. Sure. So that idea of trying to step away from, step aside from our emotions to rationalize through things, especially fear. Right. And, and he talks about this idea of fear setting. It's like, well, hey, you want to do this thing? Well, imagine the worst case scenario. Like, what is the most the worst thing that could possibly happen? Because when you start to rationalize the fear, you start to realize it's actually pretty irrational. Is this really going to happen? Like, you know, I, I talked about transitioning out of my career and going down a different path. And uh, I mean, I had a lot of questions and a lot of uncertainty. Didn't know where yeah. it was going to go. But I remember my wife and I saying, well, you know, like, what's the worst that can happen? Well, let's see. We, we, we give away all our stuff, pull our kids out of the school, pack up the SUV, and we start going traveling. What's the worst that could happen? Well, I guess we could run out of money. I guess mm-hmm. the car could break down. Sure. You know, like, you start thinking about what are the possible, and then you really start to think about it. I'm like, well, oh, those are kind of silly. I mean, I don't want to limit this thing that we want to do and experience in the world based on these fears that, quite frankly, are completely irrational. Yeah. But I had to go through the exercise of acknowledging it, you know. So that's I, what you just said, man. Spot on. I love that. Absolutely love it. Thank you. Um, I think everybody too. Going back to an earlier part of our conversation, I know we're covering several different things here. Sure. But yeah. a lot of the stuff that I talked about with HRV and really is showing, you know, how stressed your nervous system is. Stress and stress chemicals, as we know, I mean, it's it's a normal part of any any organism is to to have that, but it's designed for a short period, right? If a deer is being hunted by a predator and it finds out, I mean, stress brings all the energy to the body so it can run away, fight or flight, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And every organism is designed to do that for short periods. Once the deer gets away, it knows it's safe within 10 or 15 minutes, we're back to homeostasis. We're not designed, no organism is designed to be in stress 24 hours a day, seven days a week, which many of us are. But to the idea is that if you're struggling with like maybe that idea of um, worst case scenario, you find yourself always thinking about the negative, go back to some of the stuff that I was talking about earlier, because as you lower your stress levels, then you're able to have more of an open focus rather than a narrow focus. You're able to, you know, stress causes you to think of worst case scenarios. It does. It kind of puts you in a position where you're constantly thinking that stuff. So all this stuff ties together. You just to completely reinforce my whole idea, like, you know, health first, right? Like it's right. being in a place where you're healthy. Yeah. And, and, and like, it's amazing how much more stress we can manage when we're healthier, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. but also bounce back and recover from the stress, the healthier right. you are. Right. You know? Yeah. So it's it's totally. pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. You're absolutely right. Um, man, it's good stuff. I, uh, <laughs> I know we just got connected, but I just know we're going to be like, Oh, hell yeah. Friends. <laughs> oh gosh, man. Ben, I already, my wife and I were talking the other day and I was like, Oh man, I totally chill and hang out with Ben anytime. You know? So, yeah. uh, anyways, <laughs> I already know that it's like, and I'm sure you'll be in Vancouver. I might end up in Edmonton one day, but uh, either 100%. way we'll, we're, we're connected and I know our paths are going to meet. So it's, uh, it's a matter of when. 
We are hundred percent. I've got, I've got another question before we close out, but sure, before we sure. do that, I want to direct people to you. I know you got your website, Di Manuel, D-A-I-M-A-N-U-E-L.com. Yes. Uh, so you can find out Dinah's website, um, social media. What's the best platform for them to connect on you? Well, I guess it depends on the conversation you want to have, okay. you know, but, but I am most active on three platforms and that would okay. be LinkedIn, Instagram, LinkedIn. and Facebook. Like th- okay. those are the three I, I tend to hang my hat on the most and cool. and uh, connect with people. And so I always just say, just shoot me a message. Say, hey, I heard you and Ben talking about yada, yada, yada. Yeah. I started monitoring my, like just, I like that. I'm a real guy, man. And I'm the only one that does my social. Like people are always like surprised by that, but I don't let anybody else touch that. Like mm-hmm. I'm like, no, that's me. That's my voice. It's my relationship. Like, yeah. no. I love connecting with people, you know, and because I learned so much through those connections and and, and experiences. And uh, so I I just always want to preface, you know, I should have prefaced before this, you know, give me a little bit of grace because if I don't reply to you right away, I will get back to you. Just may not be right away. That's perfect. Perfect. Okay. Lots of different platforms. Get a copy (laughs) of his book. And uh, man, it's awesome. So my my question for you is this. It's still when we're recording right now, it's mid-January right now. I feel like most people um, are, well, statistically speaking, New Year's resolutions, most people have already let those go. We're three weeks yeah. into the year. Yeah. Um, but as people are listening, everybody's feeling, I know one question or one thing we all want is, how do I make this year the best year of my life? I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's something that I ask all the time, anytime I'm planning for the year. But beyond what we've talked about, if there was one more thing that maybe we haven't covered and people are listening and saying, man, I want this to be my best year. What, what would be one more thing you would give them that, hey, I would work on this or one focus? Well, if they're already sort of working on the health piece, you know, right. like mentally, physically, emotionally, yeah. even financially, like sure. it, just to be fair, like what you do, you educate a lot of people on, on you know, financial health. Like yes. that's, that's, that's right. Frank here. That is yeah. that big crux of it. Right. And and I, I look at some of the stats and the stress around that and how much stress it is for people, but also how how much we try to distract ourselves from the stress that money creates, mm. you know, and, and, and our relationships with money for, for, for most Canadians and yeah. most people I've met, you know, it's not a healthy relationship. That's right. And so if we know this and if we feel this way, when do we just say enough's enough and actually start to do something about it? Mm. You know, like, because if you know, that's a big source of your chronic stress, do something about it mm. because it doesn't matter how healthy you try to be and all the great things that we talked about today, Ben, and it's all great. It's all great. But if you're not dealing with the chronic stress situation, the thing that's creating all the chronic stress, hmm. all the stuff that you're doing, it honestly, it's not going to be as effective. It won't be sustainable. Sure. And something's going to give. Yeah. All right. And, and so I just look at what most people are, are crunched stress wise right now. And, and when I talk to individuals and I show up to different communities and, it's the financial stresses that are, are, are crushing people's souls, hmm. you know? And, and I mean, I look at, they just released some stats of three Vancouver and uh, they were saying, I think it's 36 or 37% of Vancouverites have about $200. They're $200 away from being in a financial crisis. $200. Wow. Like that's scary. That's scary. It's really scary. And I've been there. Okay. Like, trust yeah. me, I've been there. I'm not like yeah. a finisher. I do not know finances like you do, but I know that's your, this is what you do. Mm-hmm. I don't do that. I, I advise you go talk to like a financial, talk to somebody that knows this stuff because mm-hmm. they're going to guide you and they're mm-hmm. going to help you do it the most effective way possible. But 
when we really sat down and, and got clear on certain financial goals, but also what we wanted to maintain the lifestyle that we have. Mm-hmm. And we realized, you know, we're carrying this debt over here. Let's just get rid of that. Let's get rid of the debt. Let's work on the debt while we're building up our savings right. and, and our investments, you know? Right. And, and so we just, it wasn't something we could do overnight, but we had a plan and we followed it. I'll tell you last year coming out of the point, we eliminated all our debt add some savings. Like we started this year feeling freaking awesome. Yeah. Because that source of stress for us was taken away. Yep. But it took work. All right. Lots of work. And we have to be disciplined, right? Cause it's like, yeah, we see something fancy or see some, Oh, I like get a new parachute. Like it's being financially responsible. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so that's it. Like you asked me the question and I'm like, that's what I'm seeing a lot out there. I'm hearing this from a lot of different people. You know, and I'm like, well, then when are you going to do something about it? So that is my invitation to people. If chronic stress, whatever is your big thing that's causing the chronic stress again and again and again, start doing something about it this year. So good. So good. I've never heard somebody answer that question like that, but I think that is so important for all of us to examine is what's the area that is causing that the most and if you're feeling overwhelmed, it's like, man, it's all of it. It's my relationship, it's my money, it's my job. It's pick one, pick one. That's right. Start with one. Pick one. That's right. And that's why I usually say like the health piece is 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 accessible, but it translates over into all the other areas. It totally does. It all, it's like the spoke, the hub in the middle, right? That connects the spokes. And uh, yeah, I just, I always say to people, and I, I maintain this because this is my own best medicine, is I'm mm. only ever one workout away from feeling better. Mm. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. You know, like yeah. you did 15 minutes today. How good did you feel after that 15 minutes of movement? Phenomenal. Yeah. Simple. It was only 15 minutes. That was 1% of your 24 hours. That was it. I know. Yeah. Like, hello. So great. <laughs> you yeah. know, so it's all there. And, you know, I'm not selling snakes juice here. You know, like this is all straight up just practical advice, but it, 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 it is. Yeah. comes with a lot of data too and science backing. And, and that's the important thing to note is like a lot of stuff we talked about today, they, they, they don't have to take our word for it. Right. Nobody does. The people right. watch this, listen to this, like, don't take our word. Go do your own research and due diligence. You'll see that there's a lot smarter people yeah. <laughs> and, and people that have actually studied this stuff to the point of where they've quantified it, not just yeah. qualified it. Sure. It's all there. Don't take our word. Just go do your own due diligence. But don't sit there thinking, mm, I don't know. I don't think it's right. Like, do yeah. something, man. Like, hello. Anyways, yeah. that's that's me. I'm getting yeah. off the soapbox. Get off the soapbox. Okay. No, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm with you, man. I, I couldn't agree more that uh, yeah. get in the game. Whatever it is, get in the game. And and it, um, I, I like studies. I like data. Um, but I heard something said recently. It was something to the effect of we, we don't we shouldn't need to wait for science to catch up with truth. Something along those lines. And to Dai's point, to Dai's point, just start doing it, right? So it, uh, I mean, the stuff we're talking about is pretty simple. Obviously, everybody knows activity, physical activity is good, but it's such a cornerstone. And I got to tell you, I didn't tell you this. So I'm, I'm, I'm in the best shape of my life right now, and I'm only getting better. Um, yes. But I spent, you know, I spent a, a long time of, of like, I'd work out for two months and then fall off for six, you know, and uh, my diet was okay periods of my life. But the last last two years, my diet's just been unreal. And the last six months or so, my physical activity better than ever. And everybody listening, um, I feel better than I've ever felt. I'm 35. I feel better at 35 than I did at 21. Yes. And uh, more energy, all of it. So it's 
everything he's talking about is absolutely, absolutely true. So uh, connect with Di, reach out to him. I know, I know what it means to me when I hear from people and I know he's the exact same kind of guy that we're wanting to make an impact. We're wanting to make a difference, right? He's not getting paid to be here. I don't charge anything for the podcast. Neither of us make money to do this. This is about impact. This is about contribution. And so one of the best things that we would love, share the episode. When you do tag Di, tag me in it, reach out to both of us, connect whatever platform. And we appreciate, appreciate you tuning in and listening and sharing your time with us today. Di, I can't thank you enough, man. I, uh, I know we've known each other for a whole total of seven days, but I feel like, <laughs> I feel like it's been seven years as I'm reading, as I'm reading your book, the last, last few days here, I'm like, Oh my God, Di and me, we're, he's my man. <laughs> ben, thank you, man. This has been an amazing conversation today. And I really, I, I I'm excited to share this out. Yes. with people uh, i'll yeah. tell you because a lot of what we talked about it's so accessible but it's life-changing yeah like it's, it's life-changing you know and uh so thanks for the opportunity to have the conversation and and thanks for 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 hosting this platform of yours and and setting out to to really just influence the world in a very very positive way that's it we need a lot more of this man way we, more of this. we need a lot more of it yeah okay everybody have an amazing rest of the day we'll see you soon 